Welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 57, Christmas Around the World in the Classroom. You can probably tell from all the Christmas decor that Christmas is just around the corner. And if by chance you're traveling with blinders on to and from wherever you're going, I'm 100% positive you can feel it in the energy in your classroom. Today, we're going to talk about taking a cultural adventure through seven different countries to ensure learning, high engagement, and holiday fun is being covered in these last few weeks until the big day. I hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She, she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Well, hello there. So hats off to you if you are surviving these last few weeks. Oh my goodness, I don't even know how it is even possible. <laughs> it's just been crazy for me. I hope it isn't as crazy for you. And I know it can be so, so rough. And at my school, the behavior is totally off the wall. And this tends to be the time of year that kids are overflowing with energy and excitement. And we know this can be a recipe for issues. So this is really going to help if you are in the need of something that is highly engaging and still learning going on, learning from informational text, even doing a little bit of research along the way, and really just a lot of fun. So let's take all the energy that those kids have and use it for good. So if you listen to episode 56, Hands-On Christmas Science, you may have had the perfect amount of excitement and learning using science as a means to engage students and to continue the learning process in a time that can be so difficult. I hope you enjoyed that and you had fun with your kids if you were able to do it. I'd love to hear from you if you were. So go ahead and give me a shout out. You can do it in the ratings and the review section of this podcast, or you can go ahead and give me a direct message on Facebook at Trina Debery or Trina Debery Teaching and Learning. I really would love to, to know how it went. I also did a podcast episode on how to survive the weeks before Christmas, which is episode four, and I'll link to that in the show notes. I'll link to both of them just in case you missed them because they give you some really good tips on how you can get through the year or not the, well, I guess the year because we're at the very end of 2019. So get through the year and so you'll be ready to come back for next year. If you've had an opportunity to try out any of these learning, you know, adventures or survival activities, again, I really would love to hear from you. Give me a message. Shout, give me a shout out on Facebook. Let me know. I'd, I'd really love to hear it. So let's get started. The thing I love most about doing Christmas around the world is providing an opportunity for children to experience a diverse diverse experience around the holidays. Because not a lot of times do we ever shed light on what other people are doing in other countries. And I think that this time of year can be really important to do that because it allows kids to see a different culture and different experiences and maybe even different food, which can be quite exciting and quite yummy. I always make it a point to express to children the need to value each other's differences. So I think it's important to do this 
at any point that we are able to do that. Because when kids get a, a chance to see that they are not the only ones that exist in this their space, that there are people that are out there in other areas that also have feelings and also have traditions, it's, it's important for them to see that. It starts to help build that empathy muscle and that ability to recognize others and their differences and celebrate that. And I think that's really important. This activity is just one way to show them what it might look like. In the past, my team and I did a rotation for Christmas around the world, and each classroom was a different country. And this made planning really easy because we were only focused on that one activity that we were doing, and then we would rotate the kids through. So it it was a really fun experience, and also you um, had a chance to like really hone in on one thing, and it wasn't like a massive amount of planning. Now it did take some some logistics, like how you were going to transfer them, and how they were going to rotate, and which and the schedule, and how it was going to look like in that way. So that does take a little bit of work if you have a larger team. Now I had a team of thirteen teachers. So that was crazy when we did it. But when you have a team of, you know, three or four, that makes it a lot easier. This was, it was really a great way to see the different classes in action. I was always especially thankful for my class. Every year I'd be like, oh, thank goodness I have my, the kids that I have, because sometimes you get a real, eye, your eyes really opened when you see somebody else's class in action. So one year I did got to do England. I usually picked England because I lived there when I was a child, when I, I was there from like three months until I was about four years old. And I actually learned to speak in England. And so I had a, a British accent for a really long time. And which was so funny to think about now. And I've listened to tapes of myself. And I know tapes, what a weird concept. But I listened to tapes of myself talking to my my grandparents, because we would send these tapes back and forth. Like I'd send them to my grandparents, and they'd send tapes talking back to us. Because back then, like long distance phone calls and things were so expensive. (laughs) I'm really dating myself, but you get my drift. So I like to pick England because I had a, I had a, you know, it was familiar to me and I remember bits and pieces of it. I mean, I was pretty little, but I still remember things. So I, I'd pick it every year and I'd, I'd do a quick read aloud about England traditions and I would allow students to turn and talk about some of the similarities and differences that we had in America as opposed to what they were doing in England. And then we would work on some English mistletoe, which mistletoe is is a bigger deal in England. And they received a stamp for visiting England and then we would rotate. It can really be that simple. Some years I've gotten to be other, you know, I've gotten to do other countries or other people in my team did. And they had, you know, maybe a little bit more complex activity or maybe even a movie with some questions. And that was, everyone always wanted to be the movie rotation. (laughs) That was fun. I have created a lap book to make this even more memorable, and I'll link to it in the show notes. The front of the lap book has a suitcase, which is like indicating that the kids are going on a trip. It's so cute, and the kids get really excited about feeling like they're taking their luggage. And they also receive a passport, which is included in the lap book. Like it's a separate piece that goes with the lap book. And this is where they will place their stamps from all seven countries that they visit. The countries that I focused on in the lap book were Russia, France, Germany, Italy, Canada, England, and America. And there are also seven tabbed readers inside the lap book, which are filled with information about each country and its celebration of Christmas. 
including the traditions and the food, which you always want to include the food. Kids are really are really fascinated by the different foods that belong in different countries or not necessarily belong, but where they, they tend to eat the that, you know, it's more common for them to eat certain things. And some of the traditions can be really exciting too. And I know that they're always like, you know, even what they call Santa Claus, like Father Christmas and what they call Santa Claus can be so different. And I think that is really fun. Another fun thing to do to incorporate writing standards is to have the students do a little bit of research on each on each country or break it into teams or partnerships. I have included the research pages as well because I think it, it's helpful to give them kind of a guide. And this can all be housed inside of their Christmas Around the World lap book, which turns out to be an adorable place for them to like almost create like a project and store it. And it makes a nice display for presenting on information, which also covers the listening and speaking standards. And it is a great visual for parents. Parents really think it turns out so cute and they think they're learning a lot and they're also having fun and they are you know enjoying the season as well as learning about diverse cultures you can do an easy lap book on your own you don't have to like grab the one that I'm going to link to in the show notes you can do this all by yourself you can create you could even have the students create stamps for each country you could decorate a folder and you know make that as a lap book and create it like a suitcase and that would be fun but if you would prefer to have it done for you and you are ready to go for the and ready to go for the kids, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Christmas around the world can be such a fun way to explore different traditions, different cultures, different food. Another fun thing to do with this activity is to create different food from each country and have parents sign up and bring it in and then maybe give them a little bit of a taste test, a tasting you know, experience where you have different countries set up around the room, or maybe even with if you're going to do it as your team, like different countries, and you have food that represents that in the classroom that kids can have like a sample. I think that would be really, really fun as well. We never did the food part, but I think the food part would be interesting. You can get as creative and elaborate as you choose, or you can keep it a little simpler. It's the choice is totally up to you. Remember, I also would love to hear stories about Christmas around the world. I know a lot of people do it, and I I think I'm always wondering like how it goes for people and what kinds of things that they end up doing. There was a person that asked a question about what they might do in Germany on Facebook, and I'm going to actually, I'm going to share a little bit of what I have in the lap book based on Germany. So... I'm going to like I did a little a little informational text about about Germany. So it's Germany Christmas traditions and so I'm going to read a little bit of it so that you can get a feel of what you might experience if you wanted to grab this lap book. So this is the first little tab of the page actually. Is that? Yes, it is. Okay. So the Christmas tree is significant to people in Germany. The tree was usually brought in on Christmas Eve and was secretly decorated by the mom of the family. I think that's so interesting. Like, I wonder why it had to be the mom. Like, and that's a great place for you to have kids asking those kind of questions. Like, why did it have to be the mom? Why was it, why did it have to be brought in secretively? And, um, and why did they have to wait till Christmas Eve? Another big part of the Christmas celebration in Germany is Advent. Several different kinds of Advent calendars are used in the house. 
advent calendars count down the days until Christmas, which I think are so, so fun. I do have an advent calendar activity too. It's the surviving the 12 days before Christmas vacation, which you're almost, you're probably past by now because it's like a week away, a little over a week away from when this show or this episode airs. But the advent calendar is super fun for kids. They get to flip up the little, little days and they have a little activity underneath and it's so fun. So another part of the of the text is talking about food in Germany. In Germany, children have biscuits, which are cookies, and treats for day Wachtesmastan. I have no idea how you say that, but that's another name for Santa Claus. And so a one I don't know. I'm not even going to try. And he takes them and then leaves candy and treats for the children. Carp or fish or goose are often served at the Christmas meal. Stolen a few fruited yeast bread is served for dessert. So it's called stolen, stolen, stolen. I'm not sure how you would say that, but it's a type of bread that is served for dessert. And I wonder if that is similar to fruitcake that we have in America that most people do not enjoy. <laughs> so you never can tell. But that's just a little bit about some traditions and the food in Germany. And if I, it were, if I were doing Germany, I might let them read this little part as a shared reading together. And then I may, um, I may even have them do some type of like create like a maybe even something to do with the Christmas tree. If it's that big of a part of Germany, I might have them create using some various materials. I might do almost like not necessarily a STEM challenge because it's not really integrating science, but maybe some type of a challenge where they're creating and putting together a tree and then they're like, you know, decorating it and things like that. I think that could be really fun. I also think having them create advent calendars would be a really fun, you know, response as well. So that's just some ideas. And then I, there's six other countries to look at in the lap book. And it's it just, it really is a lot of fun. So next week, we'll be talking about holiday mindset. So if you need a little bit of encouragement to take care, you to, for you to take care of you, then I hope that you will join episode 58. For now, this one tired teacher is gearing up for a trip around the world. Until next time sweet dreams and sleep tight.